This is episode 42 with Tom Schwab. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, men of abundance? We have none other than Tom Schwab from Interview Valet on the show today. I'm extremely excited about this conversation. But before we bring Tom on, I want to talk a little bit more and remind you about what I mentioned in episode 39, where I mentioned that a men of abundance is at a pivot point right now. And based on some feedback from some of you and some advice from a couple of my mentors, to include Mark Asquith from episode 40 and Jeff Woods from episode 42. If you have not had the chance to listen to either of those two episodes, I strongly encourage you to go do so because Mark and Jeff are definitely very abundant leaders and they drop some amazing value bombs for you on both of those episodes. So this Friday, episode 43, I'm going to break it all down for you. It's just going to be you and I. I'm going to share with you my lessons learned over the last three months of launching this podcast. In fact, it's going to extend more than three months because the podcast has just been live for the last three months. There were months even before that that I was working up to launching this podcast and getting all the guests and recording ahead and everything involved. I'm going to share much of that with you and I'm going to share why. It has been recommended to me and why I 100% agree that at this point in time is the best time for me to take Men of Abundance to a a one-day-a-week show instead of a a three-day-a-week show. We're going to have a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of value that you're going to be able to use from my experience of launching this podcast. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so that you do not miss that episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now let's introduce our featured guest. Tom Schwab certainly knows how to build an online business. Marketing at its heart is starting a conversation with someone who could be an ideal customer. Tom helps small business owners, entrepreneurs, and solopreneurs get featured on leading podcasts their prospects are already listening to. Then he shows them how to turn listeners into customers. That is huge, and we talk about that during this conversation. You're definitely going to want to listen in on that. Now here's a fun fact. Tom is also seeking the Guinness Book of World Records of being interviewed on the most shows. I'm honored to be one of them. Tom, welcome to Men of Abundance. Wally, I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, some of the some of your clients have uh, come on, and that's how I got to know you. Uh, we're going to get into who your clients are and, and what you do and here in just a minute. But where are you at in the world? I am in beautiful Kalamazoo, Michigan, and uh, right now uh, it's it's a beautiful season because uh, the vineyards are right outside the, the window here, and everything smells like Welch's grape juice. People say, do you make wine out of those grapes? And I'm like, nope, they make grape juice out of it. Ain't that something? I have not been to Michigan and certainly not Kalamazoo, but that I will I will end that with I have not yet been there because i do plan on getting around the united states i've been all over the world i just haven't been all over the united states just yet well i've been around hawaii but i've never stepped foot on there so uh you can come to michigan and i'll go to hawaii sounds good how is that you've been around hawaii sail (laughs) i I was i was uh in the navy i was uh um, 
fortunate enough to to uh, have my college education paid for by the taxpayers at the Naval Academy, and then I was on an aircraft carrier, and we were going over to Desert Storm, and it was the newest and finest aircraft carrier, the USS Abraham Lincoln, and we were drawing 48 feet, and Pearl Harbor was dredged to 50 feet, and the skipper said, we are not running aground a brand new aircraft carrier on the way to to war so with that um, the rest of the uh, battle group pulled in for four days of r&r and uh, some repairs and we uh, went around to hawaii for four days so i said i can say i've been there and just didn't enjoy it like everybody else absolutely and i live right in pearl harbor I, I live right where the channel's at so i see the subs and the destroyers in fact my next door neighbor uh he manages one of the weapon systems on the john paul jones and uh, i see these things coming in and out and quite often some of those guys that come in they just don't get a chance to get off the island it's got to be torture well it's it's you know take everything with a grain of salt and be be grateful for what you have not uh, jealous for what you don't absolutely and i'm glad you said that because i like to start the show out the same way i start out most mornings which is with an attitude of gratitude so what do you have to be grateful for today tom Oh, man, we could fill up the entire podcast with that. But, you know, to me, I, I would have to say that, you know, I, I'm grateful more than anything for my family. I'm married. I got four great kids, a, a great um, son-in-law, and, uh, you know, two great grandchildren. The, the youngest one uh, is four weeks old. So, you know, uh, it, that'd be the last thing that I ever wanted taken away from me was my family. So that's the first thing on my, uh, on my gratitude list. Absolutely. And that is most definitely the most important thing to be grateful for, as far as I'm concerned as well. Before we got started, mention just a little bit about you, a little bit of your bio, but I'd like to hear it personally from you because I'm men of abundance. We like to get to know the man behind the business or the man behind the success and greatness and, and abundance. So if you could get a little bit personal. Uh, yeah. Um uh, to me, it's it's interesting. I, I always say I'm middle-aged, right? I'm 25 years old with 25 years of experience. So I'm, I'm 50 years old. And as I look back, my story doesn't make any sense looking forward. When I was 17 years old and, and left my hometown, this is not where I thought I would, um, I would you know, end up. But boy, everything that I have done has built on it. And I, I see that, you know, God's got a plan for my life and that, you know, there was a reason that, you know, I trained as an engineer and that's how I think. You know, there was a, tr a reason that, uh, you know, I ran nuclear power and understand how systems and how you can train people. You know, I, I was blessed to work in the corporate culture and, and see how that works. I was blessed to work as an entrepreneur and all these things are starting to come together. And it's like, all right, now, you know, at the age of 50, um, I feel like I've got all those foundation things to do something really major for the next half of my life. And I've never been more excited about the next decade of my life than I am right now because you know, everything that I know, all the connections I have, and, and all the things that we have, the, the tools that we have out there, you know, you can, you can complain. I mean, there are a lot of big problems in the world today, and I won't argue with that. But if you just look around, what we have access to here, you know, we would have never dreamed of 20 years ago. The, the President of the United States couldn't have had those 20 years ago. And, you know, uh, some mornings I just pinch myself and it's like, wow, I'm talking to uh, someone in Hawaii on a free service that we could do video chat back and forth on. And it's like, that is cool. You know, and so uh, 
I, I guess that's where I am. I'm I've, I'm 50 years old, but I've still got the excitement and sort of the um, uh, the joy and the possibilities of what could be that I see in my granddaughter's eyes. That's you know two years old. Isn't that amazing? That truly is amazing. I'm 48. I'm well, I'm, I'm about a year and a half behind you, and I get the chance to talk with people clear across the world all the way in london and all over the place it's almost it's straight out of the jetsons the stuff we can do today as far as our technology and communication is concerned without a doubt and it's we we certainly live in the best times ever i mean we're most prosperous have the ability to be the most abundant in everything we do and it truly is a great time to be in yeah, I always I tell people that today, if you're isolated or ignorant, it's by choice. You know, you can connect with people. And, you know, I just saw something the other day that every course that MIT offers is free online. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't get the degree, but you can get the education as long as you have an Internet connection. Agreed. In fact, I, can't, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but there was a young man who got his entire MIT degree completely 100% outside of the school itself of course he didn't get the actual degree but he got the equivalent and then he was able to actually challenge the test pass the test and technically was able to get his full degree everything 100 percent online so obviously we definitely have an abundance of information it's just a matter of getting it all and putting it together and making something of it that's for sure yeah so obviously as you we're going to get a little bit into what you're doing now and how we got in contact but even before we do that in your 50 years and everything that you've done so far and I always say anybody who's doing anything certainly has a kick in the gut moment if not one several I'd certainly like to hear what at least one of your greatest kick in the gut stories uh, the the kick in the gut is always, you know, the good one is when they kick you a little bit lower than that. I always call it, you know, getting kicked and moving the chess pieces around. And there's so many times in my life that I can look back at that. Um, you know, just about the time you think you've got life figured out, somebody kicks the chessboard, moves all the pieces around. And the first thing you think of is, oh, this messed everything up. But you may be actually in a better point. And I, I look back on my life and say, when I was in the military, um, you know, that was a, a steady career, right? You, you got a job, you, you uh, were an officer, and the idea was just, you know, stay there for 20 or 30 years and you can retire. Well, you know, I, I got in at the, the Reagan buildup. And right, right about the time that my commitment was up was right around the time when the, um, the Soviet Union collapsed. And with that, he took a great industry, a great um, career path, and just a kick in the gut where it's like we don't need all these people anymore. You know, you can stay, but there's not going to be the bonuses. There's not going to be the, the promotions. And the same thing's happening now uh, to some great people in the military that have never done anything wrong. It's just that, you know, there's, there's uh, cutbacks on there. And I had the same thing in the corporate world where, you know, I had a a great corporate job and I I had my own business at that point, but I was the manufacturer's rep and, you know, they were my only customer. And so I had had my whole life figured out, figured out what this is going to look like for the next, you know, 10 or 20 years until I retire. And then all of a sudden the great uh, recession hit um, and the manufacturer said, we want to cut out the middleman and go direct. And that always sounds great until you look in the mirror and say, wow, I'm the middleman. Mm. And so that was sort of, you know, the kick in the gut. The chess pieces flew around. Um, they did right by me, you know, buying it back. But when the chess pieces, you know, landed and I looked at them and I'm like, wow, 
you know, I'm in a better position. You know, I've got more opportunity here. Um, and, you know, uh, from that standpoint. You bring up a very good point. And it sounds like a making of a great book instead of who moved my cheese, it's who moved my chess piece. <laughs> so one of us is going to have to come up with that. That's right. Uh, we, we've got to buy that website before uh, this goes live because there's some list. There's some listener that's going to check to see if that website's available. Most definitely, and I've and I've got a couple um, websites already purchased for ideas that I've got. So either I'm going to make them, or somebody's going to buy those website <laughs> those URLs from me. Awesome. So what was that enough is enough moment? What made the pivot point, other than you know looking at your new chess pieces and seeing where their positions were at? Uh, what was that pivot point and how you kind of got into the direction that you're at now? Or I, I think for me, you know, sometimes. Um, enough is enough has to hit you a couple times and you know it had hit me enough times where I had one employer and everything was tied to one customer right so if it was either the the military and the navy or uh, when I had just had a, was a manufacturer's rep running a distributorship I, I looked at that and said you know everything is in one bucket with them and if anything changes that's a problem and with that, I just looked at it and said, you know, we've all got to have more diversity. We talk about that in finances and our life and everything. And so I just said, enough is enough. You know, uh, as I started companies, uh, I said, I want a more diversified uh, number of customers. Uh, I don't want to just work for a small uh, company or a small group of com- customers. And I've even turned down some big contracts because I said, eh, nope, that's going to take too big of a, a portion of my business that I want to have a diversified one. So for me, enough is enough is when I, I just decided that, no, I want to work for myself and I want to have lots of bosses. I want to have lots of customers, not just one. What was you working on that uh, you didn't want to, you know, have all of your customers in one big account? Yeah. And so for me, it was, you know, I had just uh, was in the corporate world, had a distributorship that had just sold back to the, um, uh, to the manufacturer. And really the next normal step that most people would say would be like, man, with the connections, with everything you have, uh, go find out, uh, go find a new manufacturer and be the rep for them. You know, be the rep in the the Midwest and and build the organization there or, you know, take your contacts and get a, a job with one of the manufacturers and use that. And I'm just like, nah, I don't want to just be tied to, to one. And so with that, we looked at it. We had a little sideline business, and it was helping people that couldn't bear weight and couldn't bear crutches after surgery. And one of the things was is that most of the things that we offered them were rented. So when we got them back from you know just customers here in West Michigan, um, most of them, I'd say most of them, half of them would come back with thank you notes. And my wife and I looked at that and said, wow, we're really making a difference here. You know, could we use this to help more people and grow a business? And we knew that we couldn't build it, you know, with the same ways that people had in the past. You know, building brick and mortar and a huge sales force. We wanted to try something new. So at that point, that's when I said, no, I'm not going to just take another job or another same path down the the normal one. You know, I, I want... I want to learn more. I want to do more. I want to serve more. And so that's where we really said, hey, can we grow this sort of e-commerce business from a regional player and can we grow it nationally? And I'm so glad that I took that route because that's where I learned you know, more marketing skills than I learned in my MBA uh, because I was actually doing it and, and using the new tools of the internet and really being able to use 
the tools that we all have to help people. And, you know, Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough people uh, meet their dreams, you'll meet yours. And that's really what we did. We did it with something with called, was called inbound marketing. It's a buzzword. Uh, it's basically, you know, people don't go to the Internet to be sold. They go there in order to have their problem solved and to find people that will help them. So we really did that and tried focusing on, you know, how can we provide content that will help people uh, going through a hard time. And uh, uh, we did that. Uh, we were able to, to grow that business, to sell that business, and then help other people grow their business by a similar strategy. Yeah, that's truly amazing. And, of course, I completely agree with Zig Ziglar's quote, and the more people you help, the more that you'll get out of life. And that's not always monetary-wise. That's also emotionally, which I feel is, you know, I'm not going to say it's the greatest thing because, as Zig also says, if you think money is not that important, it ranks right up there with oxygen, right? <laughs> yeah, but never forget that richness of a life or having a rich life has things to do well beyond your bank account. Uh, you can have a rich life and not have a huge bank account, or you can have a huge bank account and not have a rich life. Exactly correct. And that is a big part of what Men of Abundance is all about, is having that full abundance in everything that you do in life, not just your bank account. So the way you and I got in contact was Karen had been connecting me with uh, Aaron Walker and a couple other folks that she had mentioned after my interview with Aaron, which is an amazing individual, speaks very highly of you and speaks very highly of interview valet and then uh, of course she mentioned that i need to get on the line with you and after realizing who you were i was like well absolutely i gotta have a conversation with tom so i truly appreciate karen for that i i love podcasting uh, it's really called you know the um uh, inc magazine called it the new networking and it's so true all the people that you get to meet from it and that's one of the reasons that i love what we do you know at interview valet you know connecting you know great guests with great podcast hosts to, to share their message and really talk to their ideal customers. And I get to meet so many great people too. It's like, this is fun. So how did that all come about? I want to, I, I know what interview valet is about and I know what you guys are doing because um, I first heard of it actually when Aaron had give, given a plug and talked about it on one of his uh, Facebook live videos. And I looked it up and I said, well, that's really a great idea. Darn it. Why didn't I come up with that? <laughs> right? Because it's just perfect uh, for connect. I mean, one of the best things to do and the best way to get yourself known and to get things that you want in life is to connect other people. And that's exactly what you're doing. So let's hear a little bit about how that got started and what you guys do for a service. Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, what is marketing at its heart? Marketing, starting a discussion with somebody that could be your ideal customer. With that, it's like, how do you start that discussion? Do you interrupt them like you know they do on television commercials? Or do you try to join the conversation that's going already going on there? You know, people talk about, well, I've got a new company. I've got a new brand. I've got something that could really help people, but I've just got to break through the noise. And most of the time what they try doing is shouting louder. And it's like, that's not breaking through the noise. That's adding to the noise. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really struck me. I was, uh, I was traveling to San Diego earlier this year, and I noticed everybody around me had earbuds in. The gentleman next to me on the plane could have been my ideal customer, Wally, but I never would have known it because he had his headphones on. 
There was no way I was going to talk to him. The only way that I could talk to him is to get in on the conversation that was already going on. And today, more and more people are listening to podcasts. You know, it's 30% of the U.S. population is avid podcast listeners, and that's growing up. It's going up and up. So with that, it's like, well, how can you connect with them and, you know, get in on the conversation in podcasts? And we looked at that, and one way to do it is start your own podcast. And my hat's off to you for doing it. You know, anybody that says doing a podcast is easy has either never done it or never done it well. You know, the true great ones uh, make it look easy. While everybody's looking and saying, oh, yeah, it, it looks easy. It's hard. There's a lot of work that goes on in that. So we looked at it and said, you know, it's sort of like that you know, Tim Ferriss four-hour work week. You know, how can you get the maximum results with the minimum amount of input? And one of the great things is, you know, podcast hosts always need guests. You know, they need content. So if you can get on the podcast share good information, you can help grow your business, you can help turn listeners into visitors, into leads. And so we were teaching people how to do this, and more and more we had clients that told us, you know, uh, I understand how it's done, but I want you to do it for me. And I always say our, our clients are our smartest people. The only experts out there are your customers. And with that, we had a, a customer that came to me and he said, you know, Sinatra only sang. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting, but what does that mean? And he said, well, Sinatra was the performer, and he had other people to do everything else. And he said, I want to be Sinatra. I want to go on podcasts and, and talk about my new product, my new book, my new coaching service, my new whatever that can help these people. And he said, I want you to do everything else. So if you, if you come to interviewvalet.com, uh, you'll see the tagline, you know, you be the guest, we'll do the rest. That was, I, I stole the tagline from it. It was good. <laughs> so <laughs> with that, you know, we really just help um, people get their message out there. We help them uh, refine it. We help them, you know, find the podcast. We help them prepare for the podcast. Um, we, we do everything to, to make it easier for the podcast host. And really, you know, our, our goal is to, to do everything so that they can get out there, tell their story to their ideal customers and, and really connect uh, and, and do marketing that helps people. Yeah, and then you go on to share the uh, podcast art, uh, even the ones that I've had, the folks that I've had on uh, through Interview Valet. Then you guys turn around and create some graphics and some art and post that out on the social media sites. I thought that was amazing. Well, and, okay, everybody, this is like behind the curtain. This is this is how the process works. And I always say it's not it's not magic. I, I share it openly. Um, if you listen to the podcast, if you read the blogs, um, you know it's the recipe is there. And really, one of the things is is it's not just getting on the podcast because you know there's 350,000 podcasts. You can get on a podcast. That's not the problem. Mm -hmm. It's getting on the right one and then doing things that can move people from being a a listener to a visitor. So let me give you an example here that you know you probably see with with other of our clients. You know, if you've ever thought about being on a podcast. You know, there's six secrets to doing it. There's six ways to get on your first podcast, and I, I could go ahead and list them, and you wouldn't remember them all. So, uh, I'll put those together, Wally. I'll, I'll make a, a page up at in, uh, interviewvalet.com forward slash abundance, and everything that Wally and I talk about will be there, and there'll be uh, you know the six secrets to getting on a podcast. 
you can go there if you're interested. There's a, a video there that'll talk about, you know, uh, a 30-minute training on how to do this. And there's even the checklist that I use. I'll put up there uh, for every podcast. So what I just did there is I gave people a reason to go from being uh, just a listener to a visitor. And I didn't do it the nicest way. It was it, it was blatant. But with that, we help our clients do that too. So uh, we build that web page for them. That, uh, that everybody gets sent to. We'll take the social media and, and we'll promote that because, you know, it's uh, a, an interview is like fuel, right? So if you just have that fuel go up there, you'll get a big burst. But if you've got no engine to put it into, to drive them back to your website, to, to do those things, you won't get work out of it. And then the other thing, too, is that it's, it's like a fuel or it's like a firework that goes up where it goes up once. And if people don't see it, it's gone. Well, social media is just a great way to, to make sure that people know about it. You know, somebody that, that finds out about our podcast uh, interview here in 2018 is going to bring them just as much value, just as much entertainment as the people that do uh, when it posts, you know, right away. So we do all of those things for our clients really to get them the maximum impact of every interview. There's so many great podcasts out there, and it's just like many good books. Most of them will never make it off the shelf because the word just wasn't put out there in the right way anyway. So truly a great service, and I'm, I'm all for the done-for-you uh, type of service as well. So I'm looking forward to taking a look at that checklist, and I'll d- certainly be going there. And Men of Abundance, I'll be posting that in the show notes at menofabundance.com. As you know from the military, we always joke that checklists were written in blood. And I'd say most of the blood on that checklist is mine. So it's better to learn from other people's mistakes than your own. Uh, So follow that checklist. If you're going to be on any podcast interviews, if you'd like to do that, just follow it through. It, it It keeps you from making the stupid mistakes that I made once in my life. Exactly correct. I 100% agree with that as well. So Tom, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward. Are you ready for that? Uh, Yes. Outstanding. So give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today, whether it's podcasting or just in life in general. Uh, The first one is share your message. You've got something amazing to tell other people. What's ordinary to you is amazing to other people. And if you don't share that, you're really... um, depriving something somebody else of that number two is cross-pollination expose yourself to new ideas you know in nature you only get fruit from trees or from plants if there's cross-pollination they have to be exposed to different things well i think the same is true in life you're only going to get new fruit if you get exposed to new ideas, new people, and it's not going to happen by accident. A bee's not going to come and introduce you to, to Wally or somebody else. No, you've got to go and reach out. And that could be learning new things on a podcast, learning new things online, reaching out to people, um, all of that. And then the third thing I would do for a, for a thing of action is that if you've got a business, a product, uh, a service uh, that could help people, well, tell them about it. You know, you're not you're doing them a disservice if they don't know about it and find a way that that's easy to do that. Um, You don't need a huge budget for it. You just need a huge heart to help people. And you can do that. You know, one of the easiest ways that we found is being a podcast guest. We make it easy 
and we help people. But if you don't have the um, the finances to hire somebody to do that, well, you can take the time to do that yourself. And like I said, if you want to get on your first podcast, just go there at interviewvalet.com forward slash um, abundance. And I'll give you the secrets to get on your first podcast. There's a training there to show you how to use the system. It's, it's not magic. But take action. Um, you know. If you want more abundance and, and be thankful for the abundance you have, share it with other people. I want to chime in on that real quick, Tom, because I know who my abundant leaders out there are. And quite frankly, you brought up a very good point that I had actually never even brought up on this show, which is you don't have to podcast. And I don't advocate podcasting. I just talk to a lot of amazing men. But many of the guys out there, and there's 30% of my listeners are women, as a matter of fact, have great information, great products, and don't necessarily want to start a podcast. But you have an obligation to share that with other people. And you don't have to sell it. You just have to talk about it. Your passion comes through in voice, more so than writing. And go to get that checklist so that you can get on other people's podcasts. Because there are many products that I've learned of over the last six months or so since I've been listening to podcast every single day that I would have never heard of had I not heard of it on a podcast. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life, Tom? Uh, For me, it's routine and schedule. And I know this is different for people at different parts in their life. Um, To me, uh, I love a schedule um, and a routine, you know, the morning routine, uh, the evening routine, uh, you know, uh, all of those things. My day seems better uh, when I work the plan. I plan the work and then work the plan. Um, and to any of you young parents out there, um, I, my I've, my heart goes out to you. We were just um, uh, babysitting or watching our granddaughter uh, when our grandson was being born. And I got new appreciation for people with, with young families because um, a two-year-old granddaughter had no uh, appreciation for my schedule or uh, my calendar. But she sure knew what my priorities were. So, you know, if you can plan your day, do it as best you can. There's always going to be things that come up, but uh, it's much better uh, to uh, to get more impact if you um, if you work a plan as opposed to just just reacting to it. What book would you recommend to our abundant leaders, and why? Uh, yeah, there's a great book by Rabbi Daniel Lappin called Thou Shall Prosper. Uh, I love this book. Um, and he just talks about um, you know, lessons from the Old Testament, why the Jewish people have been um, uh, so abundant and have had great businesses in, in light of some of the challenges they've gone through. And it really changed my view on business as a ministry and a service and really what place money um, plays in there. You know, he talks about um, money being certificates of appreciation from your customers. Excellent. And I'll have that book listed as well at menofabundance.com. So, Tom, I have one last question for you, and it is one of my favorite questions to ask people because I'm always so curious about this. What does living a life of abundance mean to you? To me, it means that you realize that you've got things to offer other people and to share other people. Um, I've met some extremely um, rich people that didn't live abundant lives because they always felt like they needed more and uh, it, it bothered them and uh, uh, it, it limited their life. 
And the same way I've been overseas. I've seen poverty like we don't see in the United States here. But I saw people living in abundance there where they they appreciated what they had. They were there to share with others what they had, even if it was just a smile or a good word. And, and to me, um, you've spent, you'll have a much, much richer life if you have an abundant life. Wonderful. Absolutely love that answer. So we're going to close this up. And before you go, I'd love for you to leave us with a parting piece of guidance and any way that we can reach you. Sure. Um, Wally, it's been great to be here. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the, the podcast. And I guess the last word that I would have is that if you're listening to Men of Abundance, you're listening to this podcast, you understand the impact that podcasts can have. Now, you also understand that podcasting is growing. And that in the future, you know, your ideal customers, your ideal clients will be listening to podcasts. And really, there's only one question. Will they be listening to you or your competitor? And you can answer that in, in one of two ways. You know, you could either be a podcast host and start your own podcast, or you could be a podcast guest. Heck, you could even do both of those. And I would just encourage you that uh, uh, if you see where this trend is going, do something now. Be one of the leaders like Wally here, not one of the, the followers. And uh, as far as contacting me, um, I'm on social media. I say I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan, but uh, all right, my, my family and laundry is in Kalamazoo, Michigan, but I live online. Uh, so you can find me uh, on LinkedIn. I love that platform. I'm the only Tom Schwab in all of Kalamazoo. And I tell you what, on, on that same page that I made with all of the, the show notes, um, I'll put all of my contact information for social media, my email, all of those things. You can connect with me at interviewvalet.com forward slash abundance. Perfect, Tom. I absolutely appreciate that. This has been a wonderful conversation, and I thank you for all the information that you shared and for the list that you're providing to Men of Abundance. It's going to be extremely powerful to myself and helpful for many other men and women out there, I'm sure. Thank you, Wally. Awesome. Have a great day. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.